Activision Blizzard had a great year, but somehow laid off 800 people, and there was a new Nintendo Direct. Let's jump into it. What is up, guys? Welcome to Diggity, a video game podcast, episode number 45. Holy cow, that's a lot of episodes. Uh, I'm Jeff James. As always with me is... The incredible, luscious, the under the weather today, the inventor of Sudafed, the inventor of Surzup. <laughs> Surzup. Nice. Nice. Luscious Brody, how are you? Luscious uh, Brody Fultz. Sick. Really sick and really tired. Couldn't tell, but you know what's even <laughs> sicker? Following us on Instagram and Twitter at Diggity Podcast. Ooh, got him. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, Diggity Gaming is the username there. And subscribe to our podcast, the audio version on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, or wherever you listen except for Pandora because they can't get their shit together. Come on, Pandora. Pick it up. And today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial by heading on over to audibletrial.com slash diggity. That's D-I-G-G-I-T-Y. You can get access to over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or if you're old as shit, your MP3 player. So head on over to audibletrial.com slash diggity to get your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. And with that, my dude, I fulfill my obligations. Bring us the deals, brother man. All right, we got two diggity deals this week. The first one is Red Dead Redemption 2 for PS4 and Xbox One uh, for $39.99 on Amazon. And if you pre-order Anthem at Walmart, which... If you've listened to <laughs> us, we, we don't if, recommend. If you decided not to listen to us, you could yeah. pre-order Anthem. Uh, but you can pre-order it at Walmart, and you get a $10 credit. Yeah, that's their apologies for you pre-ordering Anthem. Most <laughs> most people would have looked at that as a promotional thing. This is an apology ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry about this, but here we go. Well, uh, today's podcast, meat of our podcast, is obviously going to be the Nintendo Direct uh, that happened today. Uh, it's it's Wednesday, my dudes, um, as we're recording this. Ooh! I freaking love that vine after Ethan showed us that. That was great. Um, but uh, we have a couple of small news pieces, uh, and obviously we're going to get into the Activision Blizzard stuff, as we know that that, that hit recently. Um, before we get into all that, um, our Indie Radar. Indie Radar is something where we pick an indie game each week. Uh, the video or trailer or gameplay video of that indie game that we choose goes up on our YouTube page, Diggity Gaming. And uh, it's just basically a game that is on its way to being released. Um, and sometimes there's some larger indies that we pick and sometimes there's some smaller indies that we pick. Um, and then we usually discuss it on the Thursday show as to why we picked it and why we like it. So uh, this week's Indie Radar game uh, is Lonely Mountains Downhill. The developer is uh, Megagon Industries, which is based in Berlin, Germany. The publisher is Thunderful, which is based in Gothenburg, Sweden. And what a wonderful name. Gothenburg. A, a Thunderful name. You think that's like, uh, um, maybe that's like um, if Batman would, Batman still had a, you know, his parents and shit, they would grow up in the suburb of Gothenburg. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, probably. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, the platforms that this game is going to be coming out on uh, is going to be PC, Mac, Linux, PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, so pretty much all of them. Uh, the release date is for 2019. Uh, the description from their website is just you and your bike. Take it on a thrilling ride down an unspoiled mountain landscape. Make your way through thick forests, narrow trails, and wild rivers. Race, jump, slide, and try not to crash all the way from the peak to the valley. So 
the features in this game is there's a find your way, which is play it safe and follow the trail to take the risk and go cross country to find the fastest way down. Because uh, it is kind of like a time trial based game. Um, there's custom bike physics in it. Uh, so on this is from their Steam page. They say that uh, we developed a custom bike physics system to achieve very tight and fun controls while still incorporating the feeling of driving a downhill bike through rough terrain. Uh, seamless tracks right all the way down from the top of the mountain to the valley in one seamless ride with no loading times. Uh, see the world, travel to different mountainscapes, and experience a beautiful nature untouched by men. No audience, no barrier tapes, just you and your bike. And then secret locations, explore the mountains to find secret locations. Uh, the greatest thing about this game that gets me hyped up about it is just the look of it. It's minimalistic, um, but the camera system that's in it is is just fantastic. It has an in-focus and auto-focus, out-of-focus um, uh, camera to it, and it makes it really shine. Um, and just the fact that there's no load screens for worlds and stuff. You can just go ride your bike where the hell you want. You can do a time trial sensitive mode to it. Um, it's got me super pumped for it. I think this game is going to do just bonkers, honestly. I think it's going to be oh, yeah. a huge success. I think it's going to be a great game for Let's Plays. In fact, I'd like to do a Let's Play on this. I made a note of that um, for our YouTube channel. And um, I, I just I think it's I think it's a beautiful game. It's a lovely game. And uh, the release date, obviously, like I said previously, is 2019. So we don't have an exact date. Um, but uh, it is it is a kick-ass looking game. It looks so much fun. Yeah, it looks like a blast. Um, I mean, the the whole premise of it is not necessarily anything new. I mean, it, it, in a way, it kind of reminds me of uh, Trials, the Trials games, but mm-hmm. in a completely different perspective, and it uh, looks like it's really going to capture just this... It, it has this really neat art style, and I think it's going to capture like um, just a, a different take on this kind of genre or um, indie games in general. Really, I mean, I, I haven't really seen anything exactly like this by any stretch of, of that. But uh, yeah, no, it looks awesome, man. I, I'm excited, and we'll definitely do a let's play on this once we get around to it, and once it comes out. Yeah, I think. Um between the art style and the gameplay, I think it you can get super serious with it, but then also mm-hmm. I think at the same time you can just pick it up and just explore, which is what I really like. It's, it seems like a super versatile title. Um, but anyways, yeah, we've got a little bit of uh, news, just two little pieces before we get into Activision Blizzard stuff. Do you want to handle those? Yeah, man. Uh, so first off, Far Cry New Dawn is set to launch on February 15th, so tomorrow, if you're listening to this. Um on, on release date. Uh, for PS4, Xbox, and PC, the title will be priced at $40 due to it being a spinoff. So, um, Which I was pretty surprised about. I mean, I get yeah. it's a spinoff, but it's it's still a piece of intellectual property that does super well for them. Not that I uh, want to yeah, give them a reason I, I kinda to do wonder, 60, but... <laughs> you yeah. know. I, I kind of wonder how much content's actually in here because I, from what I understand, it, it kind of just... I, I mean, like they said, it, it is a spinoff, and it's kind of just coming on the heels of Far Cry 5. Um, yeah, and at E3, so be, I thought it was a full game, cause, just because I haven't followed it that much. I'm not a well, huge Far Cry yeah. guy, but then when I looked into it, I'm like, oh, wow, so it's kind of like a, like a, I mean, not a mini game, but I mean, not a full fleshed a little out bit smaller, Far Cry, yeah. which is kind of interesting to me that they would choose to have done that. Right. I feel I like agree. if you're gonna do it, just go full full tilt. I'm not knocking it. I think it's cool that there's a forty dollar game coming out from a AAA, but you know, cool. 
I, I think the reason they did do that is because most of the Far Cry games, they don't hinge on the, the previous Far Cry game. They're kind of their own instance yeah. of a sort. Uh, and, and so they wanted to continue the story from 5 and kind of look at what it's going to be like in the future. Um, which, I didn't play Far Cry 5, so <gasps> I don't entirely know uh, what the story is, but from what I've heard and kind of listen to i i have an idea of what's going on um but it sounds like this is basically going to take place like years into the future after the end of far cry 5 and they just want to continue that story without doing a whole nother launch you know just be able to to put something a little bit smaller out Mm -hmm. uh and still you know get people involved into it i don't know if you saw this but um i think a couple weeks back it was funny the rage 2 team and mm-hmm. um, the Far Cry team were having a little bit of a Twitter battle, um, like a fun Twitter battle, because yeah. the promotional art looked the same, and, I mean, the games kind of looked the same. But now that we know this, it seems like Rage 2 is obviously a full, fleshed-out game, and and this is more of just a little happy spinoff of, like, hey, if you're a big fan, you know, pick this up. Right. So I think it's cool from that side of things, for sure. And I want to see um, how, how they're able to to continue this um bring a 40 dollar price tag and then how the story continues into far cry 6 so but you know that's up to them to choose that destiny so we'll have to see but other than that hey kind of neat to have a 40 dollar game coming up haven't yeah, seen that absolutely. in a long time usually it's saddle riders <laughs> <laughs> right uh so the next little piece of news that we have is that the playstation classic is now marked down to 40 dollars um <laughs> Which, oh uh, it kind of brings the question of, uh, are people kind of getting exhausted by retro gaming, or is this just the way that the PlayStation Classic was handled, or is it just Sony? I mean, it, it kind of makes you wonder, because it seems like the Nintendo consoles have done well, right. whereas once PlayStation got around to it, um, it wasn't all that great i mean it did not sell obviously very well at all i mean we're we've been cut down 60 dollars on the price now so yeah, it's insane uh, that's, that's a walmart too that's a walmart yeah. too primarily was the first one to cut the price on it but um uh, to yeah. me i think it's for me i i think it was definitely how sony handled it i think uh from everything that i've heard and mind you we've talked about it before but i was i've never really been a big sony guy so i didn't have any interest in this mm-hmm. but from what i've been hearing i mean it it was just like a a cheap emulation honestly oh you and could tell it with a hundred dollar price tag on yeah you, you uh, could it's tell just they just way wanted, too much they just wanted a piece of that they're like hey we have small games too let's just put something out there you know go for it and that's yeah. totally the wrong way to do it. Um, I think that the thing, the, the big, here's the thing, right? Sony's not the only one that's done that aside from Nintendo. I think the only reason why the Nintendo one works so well is because of the IP that they hold. And like, that's yeah. it. And I get I, it. And people be even like, then, well, I, I think the emulation on, on the uh, NES and the SNES Classic, I, I think they did a much better job and the menus are laid out a lot better. And yeah. they actually put a little bit of effort into we'll it. We'll have to see how... And if they do the N64 Classic, how that works for emulation. Because right. I, I will say this, right? Like emulation from the side of things for the NES and the SNES is pretty easy. And the menu systems and stuff like that. You know, oh, I will yeah. give Sony credit to the, or I guess a little leeway just because of the fact of 
PlayStation games in general, like a PS2 games to do emulation for it would be a pain in the ass if they want to do a PS2 classic. But that being said, they totally rushed it. And if you look at anything else, like you look at like Sega classic retro games or Atari retro consoles and stuff like that, like they don't do nearly as well as the Nintendo ones. And I, I do believe it comes down to that IP and people be like, but PlayStation has a great IP. They do, but it's not Mario. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's kind of hard Mario, to compete with it's, it's Mario Kong, or, it's or Zelda or Zelda, any of yeah, those. It's not Zelda, you know, it, these are IPs that get held, and they're this is this is a prime example of like why a Disney is a Disney and why a Nintendo is a Nintendo because they're so secure on their IP and they make sure nobody fucks with it, nobody touches it, so that yeah. they can use it to its full extent. So, I think I I'm honestly personally from my side, I'm kind of exhausted with retro gaming. Not gonna lie, um, I, I think if if someone was to put out, um, like if they would put out another PlayStation Classic and it had like other things on it, or if Nintendo was to put out, I mean it's hard, right? Because if an N sixty four Classic came out, would I buy it? Yes, I probably would. Which is funny, oh, though, I, I think again, would. I think that's kind of the Nintendo tag to it. But like, yeah. if someone said, "Hey, I'm doing a remaster of this game and it's coming out," I don't think I'd really be like, "Oh, that's great!" Like, I'm kind of over remasters. I'm kind of over, you know, these little boxes and purchasing them and hooking onto your TV and playing like you know twenty to thirty different games on them. You know, I, I just it's kind of di- it's it's pretty diluted at this point. Um, for me, I. I have a hard time going back to older games in general anyway, just mm-hmm. because once you get used to new graphics, it's really hard to return to is, is old there, graphics. Is there a certain console, though? Like, at what point? Because I always ask this with people. So is it like, like, would you go back and play a 360 game? Or no? But or but would Depends you have to go back? Game. Would you have to go back farther? You know what I mean? Uh, like, no, I have no problem going back to, like, N64 and stuff like that because... Okay. I think there's a lot more nostalgia there, whereas the 360 was still somewhat recent. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those things that it's like, it just looks modern but shitty all at the same time. That's like you know? PS2 for me. I have no reason to ever want to go back and play PS2 games. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I just, nothing. I don't even care. I, like, I have some super, like, Battlefront 2 and Battlefront are, like, some of my favorite games on, on the PlayStation 2. I still yeah. wouldn't go back and play them. Oh yeah, I absolutely. Just, I have no need I'm right to there want with to you. do that, and I have no idea because I'd go back and I'd play PlayStation games, and I'd go back and play N64 games, and I'd play right. GameCube games, and I'd probably still go back and play 360 games depending on what they are. But for some reason, that one system, I just and that's the that's the system that I had. Like I was a Sony kid before converting to Xbox, and I I don't know why I just don't want to go back. Maybe it's I've just played the shit out of it, and I don't want to go back and play it anymore. <laughs> I have no uh, idea. That very dude. well could be. Um, for me, it's just like I said the the fact that they still look modern, but they just look like badly done modern games. Uh, I I think that's my main issue. But I think overall, um, like up through 360, and probably even kind of some GameCube games, I'm okay with. Uh, it just depends. Like, uh, you know, Wind Waker, I think Wind Waker still holds up great, but that's because of the graphical style that right. they chose because oh, for sure. it, it, it's a timeless way of doing it. Uh, yep. but the games that tried to be modern and things like that, that's where you kind of, you kind of run into oh, the yeah. issues. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Cool. All right. Um, next story. This is our, this is one of the bigger stories of, of, of today. 
um, and, and this week, obviously, going forward. Um, but Activision Blizzard uh, has begun massive layoffs uh, throughout the company. Uh, in an earnings call on February 12th, Activision Blizzard stated that they would be eliminating 8% of their staff starting that afternoon. Um, 8% of their staff would work out to roughly 800 people within the organization. During the earnings call, CEO Bobby Kotick uh, claimed that the company had once again achieved record results in 2018, but despite this, the decision has been made to reduce the workforce sorry, workforce, <laughs> due to missed expectations for 2018 and lower expectations for 2019. They also say that they plan to cut predominantly no-game development jobs such as publishing and esports. Over the last few years, many of our non-development teams expanded to support various needs, Blizzard President J. Allen, Allen Brack said in a note to staff. Currently, staffing levels on some teams are out of proportion with our current release slate. This means we need to scale down some areas of our organization. I'm sorry to share that we will be parting ways with some of our colleagues in the U.S. today. In our regional offices, we anticipate similar evaluations subject to local requirements. The company has promised a comprehensive severance package to employees, but the exact details for what that entails is unknown as of now. So um, let's just break it down, I guess, by... Because I, I think there's a lot of emotion when it comes to this, this subject, and not that there, there shouldn't be. Um, right. But let's break down kind of just the points of this. Um, so the first thing, and this is, this is the biggest part of what's been going around recently with people, is the fact that the CEO, Bobby Kotick, claimed, and they're, they're taking the quote saying that, um, once again, achieved record results in 2018. And that's kind of the, the meme that's going around right now um, yeah. is just that part. The second part that's not being said is that their expectations for 2019 is lower revenue. And I am sorry to say, but from a realistic standpoint, that matters as a public company. And, oh, absolutely. And I, I don't think that this is the right fucking way to do this at all. Like, I want to preference that. Um, I know some people that work at Blizzard Activision. Uh, those people did not lose their jobs on February 12th. Um, but they, once a layoff happens like that, you're also going to lose other people additionally on top of that because once one layoff happens, and especially a big one like that, generally speaking, a couple of those smaller ones might happen down the road as well. Um, anyways... Uh, the CEO handled this fucking poorly. You don't come out and oh, say absolutely. we did great in 2018, but we're going to be low in 2019. You know, he could have come out and said 2018 was a year of learning for the organization. We still hit, um, you know, we hit our results needed in 2018. However, 2019 will be a down year. You know, concluding to this, we will have to cut staff as projects aren't, you know, there's not enough. Pro there's just so many fucking ways he could have done this better. Um, yeah. and, and they didn't. Um, that being said, um, they don't, they didn't want to cut any game development jobs, um, right. such as publishing and esports. So the thing with this is every, I don't, it's interesting, right? Because I think it's a classic case of they had a shit ton of money, so they hired a ton of people. And perhaps they needed that many people over the last couple of years while they were creating things like Overwatch and, you know, the different WoW expansions or stuff that they've been doing now for the, for the Chinese mobile market. But, you know, the president, J. Allen Brack, you know, said over the last few years, many of our non-development teams expand to support various needs. Currently, staffing levels on some teams are out of proportion. So there was probably people who didn't have work to do or it was going to be coming soon to not having work. And right. 
unfortunately in a public company, your only goal as a public company is to raise your revenue quarter after quarter after quarter after quarter and have higher earnings every single time. And Mm -hmm. I think right now as a public gaming company, it is harder than ever to please investors when you look at EA and when you look at Activision Blizzard in some uh, situations as well on the stock market. Um, And, you know, they're hedging their bets that 2019 is going to be a lower year. They know that because they're probably going to be going into development or they're planning out projects. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure Bungie leaving Activision kind of fucked a lot of things over uh, and threw a wrench into some things. Um, But it's not their fault for this layoff at all. It's just I'm sure that definitely didn't, you know, help them planning out their next two to three years as a company. And I think they're hedging their bet of let's get rid of this human capital cost that happens month over month over month. And, you know, this is how we'll be able to boost our revenue because yeah, we won't I, have as high of costs. I I think, honestly, what what's going on, it obviously sucks. I mean, seeing 800 people lose their jobs is yes. never something that you want to see. Um, that being said, it is kind of this industry, mm-hmm. um, which, and a lot of people know that going into it, it's entertainment, but, right? Entertainment in general. Um, the other thing is, uh, this is like, like I said, it, it's fairly normal. I think the main issue here is just how they handled it and how they, you know, it, coming out and saying that your company achieved record results and then saying you're firing 800 people. Yeah. Um, that's, that's where the issue lies. Not, not in the actual, yeah. I mean, I think the obviously I don't want to see, I think the president handled it great. Oh, absolutely. Because he gave the, this yeah. is why we're letting people go because there's just, there's too many fucking people here and it literally right. doesn't make sense. That's what it literally says. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he handled it much better. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it was just kind of one of those things that ended up getting blown, not necessarily out of proportion by any means, but uh, more so just taken to a whole other level just because of how idiotic that the the statement CEO. from the CEO yeah. was. Yeah, that was, that was pretty dumb. And, I mean, I, they are getting severance packages. We have no idea what that is, and we probably never will because usually an NDA right. is signed. Um, oh, yeah. take that. Um, but, you know, one thing I will say is that the industry takes care of people. And I've seen so many studios reach out. Um, I've seen people make lists online of employees and how to reach them uh, to reach out to people to try and get them to come work uh, for different studios. Um, but one of the topics I wanted to bring up on this is that um, another, you know, we ha- when we discussed uh, Telltale, which looking back on it, that was because someone poorly ran a company and it ran out of fucking money. I mean, that's what right. happened, right? That, that's what happens. And unfortunately it fucking happens all the time. Most businesses don't, like don't make it past five fucking years. You know, that that's what it is. Um, right. And uh, with this one, uh, unionization is coming up again um, for video game devs. And I, my stance again is I don't think that that's the answer. Um, no, absolutely I, I, not. You know, I get it. It's an entertainment and people be like, well, it's, it's just like movies. It is and it isn't. Um, 
I think the way that games are made and the way that movies are made are, are fundamentally completely different. I think the moving parts of a movie um, are far more intricate and more contractually based work anyways, comparative to video games. There's a lot of contract work in video games, but you know, a game like fucking World of Warcraft is an ongoing thing. You know, making Fast and the Furious right. 1, 2, and 3, people still stop fucking working on that in between <laughs> working on, you know, Fast and Furious 1, then there's a break, then there's 2, then there's a break, then there's a 3. Hard to believe because it seems like there's a fucking Fast and Furious movie coming out like every three months. <laughs> but there's well, actually breaks. hang on, it. hang on. We're getting Hobbs and Shaw, man. It's oh not Fast and Furious. God, it's now, different. Now it's a spinoff. Oh, my God. Incredible. <laughs> um but yeah, this unionization keeps coming up, um, and I—I I mean, we can get into that more in depth another day. But I—I I, I personally think I don't. I think it's a reaction uh, to yeah. this. It's a knee-jerk reaction, um, and it—it—it it, it, it always is. I mean, it, it comes sure, up anytime something like this happens. Yeah, people are hurt. Families are hurt. I get it. It's yeah. it's fucking terrible, um, but. To unionize, I mean, it's going to – the barrier to entry for video games is so bad now with a union, it would make me wonder how much worse would it get because a union is not easy to be part of, be in, and especially does not make the hiring process easier by any right. means. And – there's so much talent out there that I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like it's it's incredibly different compared to the movie industry. And I know that that's the thing that's used all the time. But I, I, I mean, I don't know what to do about this. I mean, the thing is, like, this, this company's been around for a long time. The two companies merged. When, I, when a fucking merger happens, like, there's, you know, there's people at Activision that were doing shit that people at Blizzard were fucking doing. And the expectation is that, you know... Either people at Activision or people at Blizzard are doing the same fucking job. Someone has to go. Right. I, I mean, so there could have still been that. Right? Look at the games. Like, they didn't announce anything at BlizzCon that was like, holy shit. You know, there's a Diablo mobile game. I think right now they're, they're sitting and they're probably going to build up for a couple bigger years or whatever. The same thing's happened at EA. They've laid people off. They've shut studios down. Um, but... You know, at the end of the day, I, they they do spring back up. I mean, Epic Games, yeah. for example, Fortnite, they had such a small team and then they fucking exploded. Now they've got a massive team. And guess what? If Apex Legends takes away that market share from Fortnite, you know, consistently for a number of years or a number of months or whatever it takes, people are going to fucking go. Like, people have to leave. There's no right. point in paying for that at that point. Like, it doesn't uh, make sense. Activision has actually come out and said that they're not planning any major releases this year, which is kind of odd because th there are still kind of a few major releases coming out this year mm -hmm. from Activision, but uh, apparently that's not anything they consider to be major. But um, yeah, so it, it is, it, it's interesting. And there's always that knee jerk reaction to unionize, which um, being in a company that, uh, in my normal day job that absolutely does not have a union and I extremely frowns upon it and then seeing the people that do work for companies that are unionized um, I agree I, I don't think that unions are the right choice by any means and I, I feel like 
feel like unions would cause a lot more issues that people do not realize. And I know we've covered it before and mm-hmm. and kind of gotten into the a little bit more of the details on that, but uh, And it's nothing politically motivated no, from our end. I no, just no, no, no. we just literally think from a business sense from the project it's it's all project based. Right. And when you don't have projects just like the president alluded to why would you have people? And when and maybe it would work when it's when it's a private company, but when you don't have projects on the line or your projects are for the next year or two, all you need is developers. You don't need marketing and publishing or you need to slim down your marketing and publishing and launch team. You just need developers. Investors are going to fucking say something. They're going to go, oh, why, why have your human capital costs remain the same even when you know that you're not releasing anything new for the next two years? And they have to, That unfortunately, that is the sacrifice you make as a company when you want to raise more funds to be able to make bigger, badder fucking games. And the hope is that they can continue to do that, build up bigger and badder games, hire 1,600 more people instead of the 800 people that they lost in this in- like in this instance. And, you know, hopefully layoffs really never happen again because they have so much, you know, projects on the go. I hope that's their goal. I would assume that's their goal because they want to increase revenue consistently right right? so it's just that's that's the sacrifice you make when you want to get public money that's it yeah you just have to you have to pander to the investors and and that is that is it because there's a lot of people there's a lot of money if they pull it you are fucked yeah so anyways um (laughs) on from uh let's get uh let's get back into some uh title specific stuff just one more piece of news before we get into the nintendo direct recap uh you've got this one dude yeah, the uh, Division 2 is getting a open beta. So the beta will start March 1st and run through the 4th. Woo. Uh, uh, exact start times have yet to be released, uh, but this is going to be an awesome chance for anyone who is unsure about this game to at least try it and give her a go. Yeah, you can uh, try it out uh, and, and see if you think the same things that we thought um, when we were playing the private beta last weekend. And gave our thoughts on that on uh, episode 44 of the podcast, which was good. We, we gave it a, well, go get this thing. So this is great to see an open beta. Because when we were actually playing the private beta, I said to you, I was like, do you think this is going to be an open beta? And you're like, I don't know. Ubisoft likes to keep them kind of private, generally speaking. And uh, this right. is great to see that this is going to be an open open beta for people to really get a chance to play it. Um, before it launches on March 15th. All right, so let's get into kind of the big news um, uh, in this podcast. And normally we would do a Nintendo Direct. We would do a separate podcast for this, but just because the day that it fell on, we were like, well, that's when we record the normal podcast. Uh, you know, there's the magic behind production. But uh, yeah, it makes it a little hard to kind of make one, and that's kind of, you know, throwing way too much content to you guys at one and within you know the same 12 hours uh but anyways i'm gonna run through quickly just kind of uh games that they announced that are coming out that are kind of indie indie titles and also some some remasters and some older titles that are coming out as well so bear with me here as i run through this long ass list but it was a pretty crazy nintendo direct uh which people were expecting just kind of like a pretty numbing one but it actually proved to be pretty neat so um box boy which is a puzzle platform will be launching april 26 uh these are all switch games by the way uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance will be coming out summer 2019. Bloodstained will be coming summer, be coming out sorry summer 2019. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 will launch July 12th. 
Disney uh, Sum Sum Festival will be uh, launching in 2019. Uh, Rune Factory 4 Special Remastered will be coming out in late 2019. And there was a hint at the end that Rune Factory 5 is currently under development. Uh, Onanaki, um, which is a single-player campaign game made by Ubisoft, which I'm super excited for, is coming out summer 2019. Uh, Dead Bay Dead by Daylight is coming out fall 2019. Delta Rune Chapter 1, which had a very odd trailer with a bunch of like pixelated dogs flying across the screen, um, which I thought was interesting, uh, is coming out February 28th. So that's the closest one in this grouping. Um, and Chapter 1 is actually free, uh, which is great. Um, Dave, uh, Damon X Machina, is, uh, the demo is available today, um, meaning this is Wednesday when recording. So you can download that demo as you're listening to this podcast if you haven't already. Um, and the full game will be launching summer 2019. Um, kind of neat also uh, during that for Damon X Machina, uh, they discussed that uh, while you're playing the game, if you can give some feedback uh, through the demo, uh, it'd be fantastic. And they actually might give you a redeemable code to go into the eShop and you can play a separate level if you give them advice that they enjoy, which I thought was really cool. Um, Grid Autosport, which is being made by Co- uh, Codemasters. So a racing game is finally coming to the Switch that isn't a Mario Kart. Um, uh, this launches summer 2019. Hellblade is coming spring of 2019. I have no idea what that's gonna look like on a Switch, but you know that's a whole other story. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 comes out April 23rd. Unraveled 2 will launch on March 22nd. Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered um, will have all its DLC included, and that will launch on May 21st. Final Fantasy 7 will launch May 26th. Uh, Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon Everybody um, will launch March 20th, quite the title. And uh, Final Fantasy 9 launches today, which is February 13th as of recording on the Wednesday, which is also really cool. I always love when they friggin' be like, and you can get it today. Right. Um, so isn't, pretty... isn't Final Fantasy 9 like the least favorite out of all of the Final Fantasies? Uh, my least favorite. There's there's probably a cult a... following out there for just nine. Some sick people out there. Yeah. Um I think overall it's oh, I didn't mean to advertise oh, for geez, don't advertise <laughs> on the podcast. Oh, sorry. Yes, what the hell. Um solid solid list of just kind of Oh absolutely you know, games that are coming out. Um I probably Especially won't be able to... Disney Sum Sum Festival. Oh, yeah. I probably won't be able to <laughs> fucking find half of these in the eShop because of the design of it, but you know, hey, that's something. Well, there's you that. know, so when your game comes out, it'll be great. Then I can see it for about a week, and then it's gone. <laughs> have you Have you ever played any of the grid uh, racing games? No, I have not. They are actually very good. I was racing just games. excited. I, I'm a I was fan. Just excited to see like a a is it called professional racing or just like realistic, like super realistic kind of yeah. racing game come to the Switch. Um, right. I love Mario Kart. I love. You know, Crash Tycoon Racing when that comes out, but uh, it's just nice to see this on a handheld. You know, I mean, you, we really oh, haven't yeah. had something like this since like a, you know, PSP. Yeah, to this and, level, and while least. I was watching this, I, Amber was kind of watching it with me, and I, I told her I was like, uh, I I didn't realize that it was Grid at first. Yeah, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I was like, a racing game on the Switch. Like racing games never do yeah. well on Nintendo products, other than kart racing games like Mario right. Kart. And then it got to the end, and it said it was grid, and I'm like, oh, damn. I, I actually really like the grid game, so I, I'm kind of excited for that. Um, and then I was also surprised that, uh, like, the Assassin's Creed remaster was announced today. Uh, I mean, because we just saw it get 
believe well, I guess uh, what, they pro- a couple they days pro- ago. It's so fucking funny, dude, because in the in the direct, they fucking flew by that game so quickly. Like yeah. they, uh, they had like ten. Did seconds you see? And then it's like this is coming up, and this is coming up, and this launches, and this launches. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they they were rapid fire. I can't believe they got through this in thirty. I had to minutes, pause the fucking video so I could take notes. Did, <laughs> I am concerned though because the Assassin's Creed uh, three mm. that they showed in the direct, it was choppy. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, I don't think it it's extremely. I choppy. think you're gonna be okay in it. I don't think it'll be choppy. Yeah. It's definitely not gonna look good. No, but I guess I, I just don't understand why if you're having a direct that is announcing that your game is coming to the Switch, why is the footage? That's shopping? on Ubisoft, because they would have had to provide the footage. Well, yeah, but yeah. Well, that's why. Yeah, I said, no, it's, it's know, Why are you giving Nintendo choppy footage yeah, to yeah. advertise your game? I don't know. Well, let's hope to God it's not like that. My guess yeah, is they just had to announce absolutely. because it was leaking. Uh, these are all pre-recorded, and it was only leaked like two days ago, so I uh, highly okay. doubt it. But it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what else Assassin's Creed they bring to the Switch after this one. I think it'll do well. The fact that all the DLCs yeah. included is great too. I really like that they did that because there's actually a lot of DLC for that game. Um, right. Th- so I guess on this quick list, um, things that I got kind of pumped for, uh, Box Boy. Uh, it was kind of neat, just the fact that it's co-op. Which is really cool because there's uh, your name's Cutie or something like that, which is kind of neat. Um, Dragon yeah. Quest Builders Two actually looks kind of cool. Um, that looks significantly better than the first one. Oh yeah, I, and the first one's beloved, but the the second one was, I mean, it looks yeah. gorgeous. It looks great. Uh, Onanaki uh, looks really cool. Just I just like the fact that it's a single player campaign game on the Switch. That's that's awesome. Uh, was not impressed by Dead by Di- Daylight on the Switch. Um, that no. dude, that I, that that game not, doesn't do anything for me. That anyway. did not look good at all on the Switch. Again, it could just been the video, but I uh, not a fan of that. Um, Grid Autosport, I was excited for that. I actually like might buy that. I think that's kind of neat to be on the go and have like a realistic racer like that. That's that's really cool. Um, Unraveled Two, I'm actually looking forward to that. I think it's adorable. And. Um, Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, everybody. I just like it because the fucking title is ridiculous. <laughs> everybody is spelled, you know, every is one word, and then buddy, B-U-D-D-Y. You know, it's just classic. Um, anyways, yeah. moving on to that, um, before we get into the big subject matter of the Direct, a uh, couple of little items. Bayonetta 3, they literally just said, we're fucking working on it. That's it. <laughs> like the, there was no image. Um there was no images. There was nothing. It was just Bayonetta three. You were probably wondering what is going on. Like Kiwami is like, you are probably wondering what is going on with Bayonetta three. I would like to tell you, <laughs> we are working on it. it that <laughs> concerns me. And that uh, was it. That concerns me because, especially with you know being on the heels of Metroid Prime uh, four uh, being basically completely restarted uh bayonetta 3 has been known about for a while now and uh, we're still not seeing same anything Dev maybe i don't know I, I would assume so huh i'm not um, the hugest bayonetta guy like i'm not i'm i'm no i think i think it's cool i don't think it's lame i think it's i think it's pretty cool i just it's kind of like okay cool um yeah, I've been struggling through the first one. I, yeah. I'm so close to it, and I've heard the second one is significantly better. But I am like it's a wild game, two bro. or three levels away from being done with the first one, 
and I just I have not been able to drag myself to finish it. Uh, another game that was announced was Tetris 99, which I'm actually super pumped about this. I thought it was super cool. This awesome. Uh, so the great thing is Tetris 99 will be free and available to Nintendo Online users starting today, which is really cool. The premise of this game is basically you're playing your Tetris game, and then there's 99 other people playing Tetris as well, and you can see them playing on the sides, and basically you're trying to be the last one standing. So it's you know survival Tetris. But the fact that it's online with 99 people, super cool. Uh, and the fact that it comes out today and the fact that it's free, huge yeah. benefit to that. Um, when they were announcing that, I saw the 99 players and one winner thing. I'm like, oh, Battle shit, Royale here we go. Tetris. Another Battle Royale. So <laughs> now we have Tetris in. Battle Royale. The, it's going to be the great. The storm moves in. Fucking little, <laughs> little rectangle, rectangles come in. Little sticks. <laughs> you have been served the stick. It just restricts your your play area, you know, so you can only exactly. Play, you know, oh my god. Um, no, it, it looks really cool. I am excited for that game. Uh, last sure. uh, little piece of news before we get into the big stuff from the direct. Uh, Toad Treasure Tracker. So there's an update update coming to Toad Treasure Tracker, bringing co-op to all levels starting today, which is super cool that they did that. And there'll also be a free Treasure Tracker DLC launching March 14th, which will bring five new courses to the game. Um, super cool that they did this. I mean, the fact that you can do co-op yeah. now in this game, they're just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's make them be able to work together. That's just, I mean, that's awesome, dude. That's such. That's yeah. so cool. Super, super cool. That would make some of those levels so much easier yes. to get all the shit Oh, in. my God, yes. Because some of them, like, you you just have to go back and replay them just to get some of the gems because you can only go a certain way to get one and things like that and but honestly the game is quite a bit of fun I mean I I I think I was a couple levels away from beating it and I I only rented it just so I could kind of see what yeah, it was all about that, yeah. but yeah but then at that point I was almost done with the game so there wasn't any point in buying it mm. I might rent it just to finish it. Mm for completion's sake but all right so um big items that were in this direct and when i mean big i mean they're they're pretty big there's one in particular that's pretty massive but the um some of these might be we might be able to get by some of these pretty quickly but uh the first one is super mario maker 2 was announced um that launches in june of 2019 um looked awesome looked like a super mario maker looked like they added some extra additional things looks like they've improved the ui on it so it's easier to use on a switch um for the ui um and uh it looks like you can do like different enemy routes and stuff like that which looks awesome so you can figure out the animations and change the animations and change where they the enemies move on screen on on the mario maker this time um and it looks like i I don't even know what they can add now to Mario Maker because it looks like they've literally have every single thing in there possible known to man. Um, and it looks like the load times are super quick and you can just jump into your level while you're mid-editing and just try it out and, and test it before yeah. you know, having to having to load everything up. But this is great. And the fact that it's June 2019, I, that's a huge game coming out for them, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. And I, I'm excited to try it because I have never played a Mario Maker Really? Because I did not have the Wii U, and I heard it's just not as good as on the 3DS, so I just avoided wow. it. Um, so I, I'm super excited. Uh, everyone kind of thought that they were just going to port the first one over because, I mean, really, what else do you yeah. add? But apparently they found more to add, and I think this is going to be a fantastic addition to the Switch library. Absolutely. 
so the next one that we have is the Super Smash Ultimate Spring Update. Um, basically, they announced that and like, then kind of said was like, check back here soon. Yeah, y- you'll uh, you're. You'll hear from us soon. Like, oh, why even right. fucking that mention was it? Kind of a tease, yeah. but all right. Uh, but they they did this, and then kind of uh, it was like an advertisement for uh, amiibos. Basically, <laughs> they're like, hey, we have new amiibos. Classic Nintendo. And then they also, uh, of course, brought up that Joker is being added to uh, Smash in April, which is the first time we've seen a release date, uh, and that's with the uh, the Smash Pack. The first one, yeah. Or whatever, whatever they're calling whatever it. Battle they call Pack it. or I don't Smash think, Pack. One. I don't think Smash Pack was right, but... Battle Pack. <laughs> it was, it was uh, Fighter... Fighter Battle Pack uh, thing or yeah, something like something. that. But anyway, he's coming April 1st. He's from Persona 5, April Fools. in case you did not watch. know. Which Nintendo won't watch him. It looks He won't awesome. come out because it'll be April Fool's. Nintendo will be like, psych. It's April 2nd. <laughs> Bitches, get away to hold only 24 hours. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S Definitive Edition launched, which is fucking hilarious, I might add, because the last episode, you're like, what would that be called? We're talking about a game. You're like, what would that be called? I'm like, blah, 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 S. And you're like, S. Why the fuck would they do that? I'm like, everyone's putting S into everything nowadays, man. Come on. And then I watched yeah. this dude, and the S was on there, and I'm like, <laughs> I love it. Um, game looks wonderful. Called it. Graphics look especially well thought out. Uh, cool ability I found in this game was you can switch between 3D and 16-bit mode for the whole yeah. fucking game. Which is crazy. Insane. And, like, it's not just, like, your movement around the map. Like, even the battles change from battling in, you know, 3D to battling in a 16-bit perspective. And it's, like, holy shit with, like, text boxes and everything. And I'm like, that's just absolutely insane that they can do that. Um, this launches in fall of 2019. Uh, we're supposed to hear more about this as well uh, later throughout the yeah. year in another direct. I mean, this is going to be a massive title um, for them. Uh, and uh, I'm actually, I, you know what? I might pick this one up. I, I haven't picked, I played a Dragon Quest in a long-ass time, but uh, yeah. I'm going to pick this one up. I think this one looked fantastic. Uh, I did not pick it up on PlayStation just because... I don't play my PlayStation all that yeah. much. It seems like uh, a handheld game too. Like, it it would work fantastic as a handheld right. game, and I think the way that they did the graphics, uh, it really reminds me of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's like Breath of the Wind. Where it's Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wind. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say it's like Breath of the Wild and Wind Waker mixed. Like, I think it was a good, good right. solid mix in between for the for the art style. I think they were, yeah, they were able to um, make it look gorgeous while still uh, making it work on the Switch, which uh, the Switch is not a powerful console by any means, so that is a challenge all in itself. Absolutely. Uh, But next up, we have Yoshi's Crafted World, which looks absolutely adorable. Yes. (laughs) But you can collect up to 180 costumes that guard you from damage. Uh, one, one being an apple juice box yeah. uh, that they showed off. Uh, the a demo is available to play today, which includes the first level, and the full launch is March 29th. Yeah, the, the game looked beautiful. Um, I was surprised to see the costumes. I was surprised to see that the costumes actually help you and guard you from stuff. I was like, yeah. hmm. and like, it was funny, like costumes, and then they show a photo, and it's like Yoshi's in like a fucking juice box, and I'm like, well, that's not a, hold on, that's <laughs> not a costume, that's a fucking juice box that he's in. That, um, 
It's armor. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I definitely want to play the demo. I'm going to try that out and check it out. Um, Fire Emblem Three Houses was the other one uh, that was announced, uh, or sorry, wasn't announced, was shown more of. Um, so the cool things in this I found was uh, you could select your own character, male or female, which is really cool, um, and you could yeah. choose a house to be part of, uh, which is very Harry Potter. It could have been like, uh, you know, you could be Slytherin, you could be Hufflepuff, you could be Gryffindor. Um, but I thought that was super cool. Um, the story tree changes. Uh, they alluded to that a couple of times where really you write your own path uh, in this game. Uh, you get to train your students because uh, you're a leader of the house that you choose. So you train your students out in the field by putting them to battle. Uh, and you can train their other skills, everything from like, you know, their attack stuff to even riding a fucking horse. Like you can do anything. Um, yeah. This launches July 29th, which is interesting because the launch date actually got moved from spring uh, as they said they needed more development time, which is interesting to me. Um, and I wonder if they moved it because there's something else coming for us. Um, well, you figure spring. Uh, they got they have Yoshi's Crafted World coming out March 29th. Do you know what I think happens in spring? What? I think they announced N64 Classic. I, that very well could be. That's what I think. I, I feel like they moved it. Like, I get they probably still, they actually probably need development stuff, but I actually think it was also a blessing to them. I think that they actually oh, have yeah. some stuff that they want to announce in spring, and I don't think they want even just those announcements to get in the way of what would be the release. Like, I, I, could, I could very well see them either announcing the classic and, like, the N64 classic and saying that that's coming holiday season because um, that's when the other retro consoles have launched, right? around like November-ish time or something like that, if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, for yeah, the most part. And, uh, the re-release the re for the NES was in June, yeah, I believe. Um, but, yeah. And then I also, I, I really believe that we were going to get a Mario Kart announcement uh, in spring, <laughs> and we're obviously going to get an Animal Crossing. More info on that in the spring as well. And so... I, I cannot believe that they didn't show anything for Animal Crossing. I can I think that they, uh, I think that they want to focus on a lot of remasters in this and a lot of like indie games in this in the Switch Direct, and I think they wanted to just address Fire Emblem three he three here or huh, three houses, and they did. They they went in depth on like the whole story and everything behind it. Um, and the next thing that you're going to talk about um, from this direct also is I think they don't want something to overshadow that because I think they're betting on this a lot. But if you want to, if you want to yeah. hit us with that piece here, well, before we move on, uh, I wanted to say a few things about the Fire Emblem. Um, this is interesting because this is the best graphics that we've ever seen in a Fire Emblem game, and it looks gorgeous. Yep. It looks like a mixture of uh, the uh, the Warriors game, the Fire Emblem Warriors game that they did, and. Like part anime. I mean, it, it looks. Oh, that's great. Some of it looks straight up like an anime show. But uh, I am ridiculously excited for this. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the next one is Astral Chain. Uh, this is a new IP coming to the Switch. It's a sci-fi co-op beat 'em up, and it launches August thirtieth, uh, twenty nineteen. Which obviously they're going to give us some more info on this game as we get closer, but uh, just kind of wanted to throw it out yeah. there more than anything. Uh, this game is not my kind of game by no, any means. Not mine either. Holy cow! It looked awesome. It did look great. Like the the trailer for it was 
incredible, and I'm surprised that they were able. Well, uh, we'll see, but uh, yeah. I would be surprised to see how detailed it will actually be in the Switch uh, release uh, if if they're able to actually pull off all of the things that you're seeing in uh, in that trailer. Yeah. But it was it was really Ka- a cool looking Ka- game for Kawami, sure. Um, alluded to. It's interesting how those two are fighting together. We'll have more info on that, you know, down the road. That was so I don't weird know if and it, like awkward. Well, so here's the thing. I don't know if he's alluding to that based upon like their story of why they're fighting together, like in game, like their lore, or is it online co-op? Is it is oh, it? Oh, I'm sure online it will be co-op, online co-op. Nintendo. But that's great. How many fucking online co-ops do you see nowadays? Uh, they've announced it in like four different games no, no, in this no, no, no. direct I know, alone. But, but other like other um other systems, dude. Like online co-op, other systems online. Uh, like like true. It's definitely true way more campaign rare. co-op. Right. You know, yeah, like, it's way uh, more rare than it ever I'm has so, been. I'm sure. excited for that aspect. Um, I'm not big on the whole sci-fi stuff. Um, no. And it looks I, it looks a little too. Japanese mech kind of style, yeah, game to me where I'm just like, man, my pass that it looks like Gundam and um, it looks like Damon X uh, Machina, honestly. Yeah, I didn't bit. really see any mech per se though. It was almost more like you're fighting giant monsters. There's monsters, sorts, but if you but watched, yeah. there was a, like a mech monster at one point and stuff like that too, but. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this one works out. Um, I think it looks really cool. Uh, it was super awkward. Like I know you're saying that he's alluding to something, but it was just kind of weird oh, yeah, how he was, was like, weird. you might see that, or you might have noticed that it looked Here's like two problem, of them were fighting though, together. Is, and then he just moved on. Like That it, was it. <laughs> is it him being weird, though? Because it's no, the it was probably the, just the translation. Yeah, it, it just translated awkwardly, never, which happens sometimes. The way the translator works is like he he works like he's like like he sounds like a fucking robot sometimes. <laughs> we will have more yeah. info to come. And it's yeah. like, that's not how he fucking talks. He's probably like, yeah, this is a really kick-ass game. We'll have more info to come for you soon. You know, yeah. and then but it's, it just gets so dialed down. Um, he probably even said it's online co-op, and our translator was just like, look. Two of them. Wow. Holy cow. Um, biggest surprise <laughs> of the direct, Link's Awakening is yeah. coming back, which is pretty Hell much yeah. 26 years since that game was released. When I watched the video of it being announced, I'm like, no way, no way, no way, no way. And then I saw it. I saw the art style. <laughs> And I want to make this clear. When Wind Waker, when everyone was bitching about Wind Waker for the art style, I didn't give a shit. I thought it was cool yeah. when everyone bitched about, you know, Twilight Princess going back to realistic stuff and then Breath of the Wild going to fucking, or sorry, and then, um, oh my God, how can I forget it? Sword, Skyward Sword, Sword. sorry. Um, going to kind of like a watercolor painted thing to it and then going to Breath of the Wild, which is like a weird version of that plus like a Borderlands plus a Wind Waker kind of esque art style <laughs> cell shading kind of stuff um, you know I didn't care this I care about this is fucking chibi style this looks like Link is a fucking Tsum Tsum and ah, it wasn't that bad I just don't why do you have to do that for Link's Awakening how else were they gonna do it 
It's a top-down game. No, but you. I mean, there's better ways. Like, if you look at like Four Swords or, um, like. Yeah, Four I, Swords was pretty cool, but I I just don't think it would have fit that game. Uh, I don't think it would have fit Link's Awakening. I honestly, personally, I didn't care. I thought the art style was fine. It doesn't bug me nearly as much as it I'm does still you. gonna get it. I just, I think it's. You're just going to bitch no, about it the whole time? No, I'm not going <laughs> to. No, because I know what the game's like. The game's going to be awesome. It's yeah. just, yeah. I think it's too cutesy. Do you know what I mean? I get what they were going for. They didn't want to do a pixel-style game, even though if they did, I would have bought it. I think it would have been cool if it was like more elaborate, right? Like they did like a 32-bit or something like that. Um, yeah. But I don't know. And I also don't like the fact that fucking Goombas are in it. Not cool. I don't need that. I don't need yeah. these fucking universe crossovers. No, thank you. I don't need that. That's why I play fucking Mario Kart, Mario Party, and Super Smash. I don't need... I don't Let Zelda Universe be the Zelda Universe. Let fucking Mario be Mario. You don't see fucking Ganondorf coming into fucking Super Mario Odyssey and fucking stealing Peach. Yeah. You know? But I don't... And this is where I get scared because they take a game like that, and which legitimately is a great fucking game. And they kind of fuck with it a little bit. And my worry is that uh, I have like this kind of like party attitude to the game in some sense. Like the trailer was totally like a fun vibe. Like, <laughs> look at us. We're fucking adorable running around little zoom zooms and like you can kill Goombas and shit. Uh, and my worry is that that translates. It would take a long time, but that moves into something else. Like, hey, here's a link to the, here's a link to the past now. And guess what? Everybody's adorable little chibis, you know? So I don't think so. Uh, Zelda has done pretty traditionally. They they go through and almost every single game is a different art style. I know. I just I really don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, <sighs> I think it it wasn't it wasn't as chibi as it like looks it like was, one of but those it wasn't squish toys, dude. That the people at the fucking mall, like the kiosk yeah. in the mall sell. I it reminded me more of like some of the the. Uh, 3ds games like a little bit more chibi style that's my thing i still like a little less cutesy i'd be okay with it but it just it just feels like the art style they're just trying to make chibi versions of every character instead of just it happens to be like a little lighter of an art style. i totally get your fact with like the top down shit i get it there's only so much you can do with the top down shit before you have to decide you know especially when you're not going to make it a pixel based game but right i don't know I'm gonna like it. I'm gonna I, fucking for play me, the game. I'm gonna buy the game. No fucking problem. I just, yeah. I don't know. Not a big, not the biggest fan of that of that art style. For Zelda, I think. Um, it. I don't know. Uh, my my favorite Zelda game of all time, and my favorite game of all time is the darkest, most gloom and doom uh, Zelda game there is. And honestly, the chibi art doesn't phase me at all. I don't care. Whatever, bring it on. It's more Zelda. I'm well, bring it on. Uh, anyways, this is this is coming in 2019. We didn't get a specific quarter or season or or month for that matter, but I'm sure they'll be showing more of this as we go along. And hopefully, there's no like yeah. toads in the game or weird stuff on top of the Goombas. That's kind of weird. Um, and uh, yeah, more info to come at a later date, which is great. So uh, recap on all this. I thought it was a pretty solid Nintendo Direct. Wasn't really expecting this much from it. Um, I was expecting no. to spend like 15 minutes on like, you know, 
Fire Emblem, Fire yeah. Emblem. But because yeah. even in all their tweets, they alluded to like tune in for more information on Fire Huge. Emblem, and we're like, right. okay. And I mean, I guess you know they did give quite a bit of information. I think it was like five minutes. Yeah, but, but it, it was only like five yeah, minutes. Yeah, it wasn't Which, a crazy it, amount. The way they, like you said, you know, when they they put out the tweet, it was like, hey, uh, there's a direct. There will be Fire Emblem and other things, and, and so I thought it was going to be similar to almost not quite a Smash Direct, but kind of in the same vein yeah. where you were going to get a ton of Fire Emblem news, and then like everything else was just going to be like, oh yeah, and there's this, and then that was it, you know. But um, for me, I almost would have liked to see a little bit more Fire Emblem personally, but I'm what also a huge fan of that series. I don't know. I don't know. Just show me something. Because you're the I Fire don't... Emblem guy. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know necessarily war. what. Would you? Have... I would have liked to see more battles. Yeah, that I wanted to see more more gameplay. I think uh, just a little bit more of actual in game. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is what it's gonna look like. This is what it's gonna do. You know, battle animations, things like that. Um, but that being said. I think this was a phenomenal direct. I think this is one of the best directs we've had in a while because there was so much and a lot of it looked fantastic. Yeah. And a lot of them is more I, news. I'm okay with them not giving us a ton of Fire Emblem stuff because it doesn't come out till July right. now, so I'm sure it'll get exactly. brought up again. Yes. Um, but with the amount of things that we got and honestly a lot of detail on quite a bit of it, I think it was phenomenal and it was paced excellent and i think they did a bang up Dude, job a lot of shit you could play today too whether it be yeah. a demo or the full release i just thought that was incredible yeah. like we got we got you know a links links awakening is being remade which is crazy uh we got uh news on a new ip coming we learned more about fire emblem we learned a little bit more about yoshi's crafter world dragon quest looks great there's an update for super smash we fucking knew that already joker's coming in april um Super Mario Maker 2, which nobody was expecting that. They were just expecting a port. Um, yeah. And just the list of, like, 15 fucking games that are coming out, too, over the next little bit. And you figure, like, some of these are announced now. You know damn well in a couple months they're going to have another Direct, and there's going to be, you know, another 15, 20 added to that list that are coming out in all different times. My God, dude. There's, like, each month oh, yeah. there's got to be, like, you know, four to five solid games coming out on the Switch. Through like March, April, May, June, July. Yeah, I think they're pacing themselves very well to have a a, a very strong year, especially oh, yeah. coming off of last year where they didn't really have all that many major releases, but still had a, a great year. I mean, they had you know Smash and a few other things, but for the most part, uh, their lineup wasn't all that strong. Um, so I think. I think they're setting themselves up to have a phenomenal year this year. Completely agree. And uh, with that, guys, we're going to have to close the show out. Um, it was a fantastic Nintendo Direct. Uh, before we uh, close the show out here, we always have to guess, when do you think the next Nintendo Direct is? Let's not not smash. Exclude smash. Because I think that's going to be like next month in March. The- uh, I don't think that will... Do you think that's going to be a full direct that they're going to do for Smash? I think so because I think it's the first. I don't. I only. So. I think it's. I think they will, and I think it's going to be super short, only because this is the first pack of characters. So then they want people to know how to get it, where to get it, what's included, what's moving forward on things, 
and then I think afterwards they're not going to give a shit. Um, that's yeah, my only thing. I, I don't know. I would be surprised to see them do a full direct and kind of. Okay, what do you think the next Nintendo Direct is going to be? Like? Uh, I think it will be in April. Um, and they might mention it then, but I don't think it's going to be March. I think that's too soon. I think it'll be April. I think they'll briefly, briefly talk about Smash. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. Mm. It's going to be like, hey, Joker's available now. And then yeah. uh, I don't even know if they'll announce the next character after that. Um, I think they'll still keep that kind of under wraps. Right. Uh, I think we'll see some more Fire Emblem stuff. And... Uh, probably Animal Crossing. Yeah, I, I, I think in April as well, there'll be a direct. Um, I think there'll be some Animal Crossing, some more Fire Emblem, uh, some more um, on the new IP as well as Link's Awakening, and Mario Kart. Every yeah. direct for me will have Mario Kart in it, until it has Mario Kart in it. Um, anyways, guys, uh, today's podcast was brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. By heading on over to audibletrial.com slash diggity, that's D-I-G-G-I-T-Y. Get access to over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or your MP3 player. So head on over to audibletrial.com slash diggity to get your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Diggity Podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Diggity Gaming. Uh, I'm available on Xbox One. My gamer tag is Maple Jeff. And Brody, yours is... Luscious Brody. Sweet. Uh, leave us a review on YouTube or on iTunes. It helps us out a ton. And until next time, guys, we will see you for the Tuesday show. See ya.